Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. It's great to be back with you folks this morning. With me as always is my co-host and friend, Stephanie Wesco. Stephanie, how are you this morning? Good morning, Doug. I'm doing pretty great sitting next to a Starbucks. So just being near a Starbucks is making me happy. Yeah, just, so, for, um, yeah, just for full disclosure <laughs> to our peeps and to know what's going on, we have a real hard time where uh, Stephanie lives with phone reception. So we've been moving around her area trying to find the right phone reception for her. And uh, we think we found it this morning, and it comes with a perk. It's next to a Starbucks, so we're pretty excited about that. But, you know, Stephanie, as we're going through this book of Job, man, I find myself thinking all the time about some of the things Job has went through and some of the things Job is dealing with. And, uh, and now, all of a sudden, God's been on the scene for a chapter through chapter 38, and we're going into chapter 39, and then Job gets to speak back to God in chapter 40, so, but this morning we're going to be in chapter 39 and, and God continues with his challenges and asking Job questions. And I mean, up to this point, what are you thinking, Stephanie? What's coming to your mind when we're hearing from the omnipotent one, the omniscient, the omnipresent, the uh, great God, the only God, the true and living God, the God alone that makes differences? I mean, what's coming to your mind over the last couple of days of podcasts? Well, I think um, when I think through everything that God said to Job in chapter 38. Um, the Lord had me this morning, I was meditating on the passage from James, where we're, ta- where we're told to humble ourselves yeah. under the mighty hand of God and to submit to him. And um, Job is, God is telling Job that, to humble himself under the mighty hand of God and to come to that point of realizing that God is supreme and Job, he's trying to, to remind Job of how powerful he is. And the fact that because he is that powerful, Job needs to trust him. Yeah. And Job needs to understand that what God is doing is far bigger than anything Job could comprehend. Yeah. I think that's what God's trying to get across here. And I, yeah, and I, you know, I think he's doing a pretty good job at it. But I, you know, in the practical side from the last couple mornings, and I mean, this morning, all new coming out of the shoot, but I think the practical thing that you and I were talking about over and over again, that if, if God, you know, created the foundations of the earth, was there asking Job where he was at, uh, what's going on? And, you know, he's starting to get into animals a little bit in 39. He's talking a lot about what animals do and how they get by. And aren't we not, you know, don't we... Uh, have a better position than an animal and the whole thing and and uh, but I think on a practical side no matter what we're going through the creator of all can change things and uh, I I think that's how we should start 39 and I mean uh, is that what you're thinking as well yeah definitely Yeah, yeah yeah so just real quick update our peeps on what's going on with the Wesco worship team yourself and and by the way folks I'm joking about the uh, the eight kids being named the Wesco Worship Team. We It's Stephanie Wesco and family are the singing group name. But uh, what's going on at home? What Any quick updates? The peeps like to hear that from you. Well, we're excited. We get to go 
um, tomorrow evening, Lord willing, we will be at a church a couple hours away from us that has supported us. Um, they supported us. Um, they were one of our first supporting churches. Um, when we were on deputation to go to Cameroon as missionaries and, um, they've asked us to come be part of their missions conference. Wow. It starts tomorrow night. So we're excited about that and excited to be able to prayerfully be a blessing and an encouragement to them and express our thanks to them that's for awesome. the way that they have blessed our family. So, um, that's coming up on the docket and, you know, there's always, there's always goofiness and craziness yeah. going on. You know, we're the family circus in real life. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. I'm just glad to be <laughs> allowed in free sometimes without having to buy a circus ticket. So <laughs> here we are in chapter 39 of the book of Job and, and, uh, and, and folks, read your Bible every day, do your devotions. But I got to tell you, doing this podcast with you guys, we're so thankful for this. It's really been a blessing to us. And and we're going to hop into God's Word this morning and see what it has to say to us. It says, uh, Knowest thou the time when the wild goats of the rock bring forth? Or kennest thou mark when the hinds decalve? Or when they're going to have babies, and and you know right away, do you know what's going on with the wild goats? God does. I and yeah. uh, can thou number the months that they fulfill, or knowest thou the time when they bring forth? They bow themselves. They bring forth their young ones. They cast out their sorrows. Their young ones are in good liking. They grow up with corn. They go forth and return not unto them. Who has sent out the wild ass free? Or who hath loosed the hands of the wild ass? Whose house have I made the wilderness in the barren land of his dwellings? He scorneth the multitude of the city, neither regardeth he the crying of the driver. The range of the mountains in his pasture, and he searcheth after every green thing. Will the unicorn by willing to serve thee or abide by thy crib? Canst thou bind the unicorn with his band in furrow? Or will he harrow the valleys after thee? Will thou trust him because his strength is great? Or will thou leave thy labor to him? Will thou believe him that he will bring home thy seed and gather it into thy barn? Gavest thou the godly things unto peacocks or wings and feathers unto ostrich? Uh, what leaveth her eggs in the earth and warmeth them in the dust? And forgetteth that the foot may crush them, or that the wild beast may break them. She is hardened against her young ones, as though they had not hers. Her labor is in vain without fear. Because God has deprived her of wisdom, neither have he imparted to her understanding. What time she lifteth up herself on high, she scorneth the horse and the riser. Hast thou given the horse strength? Hast thou closed the neck with thunder? Can thou make him... Afraid of a grasshopper, the glory of his nostrils are terrible. He poureth in the valley and rejoiceth in his strength. He goeth on to meet the armed man. He marketh that fear and is not affrighted. Neither turneth he back from the sword. The quiver rattleth against him and the glittering spear in the shield. He swalloweth up the ground with fearness and rage. Neither believeth he that it is the sound of the trumpet. He saith among the trumpets, Ha, ha, and he smelleth the battle afar off, the thunder of the captains in the shouting, that the hawks fly by thy wisdom and stretch her wings toward the south, 
Doth eagle mount up at thy command, and make her nest on high? She dwelleth and abideth on the rock, among the, the crag of the rock, in the strong place. From thence she seeketh the prey, and her eyes behold after oath. Her young ones also suck up blood, and where the slain, there is she. Wow, there's a lot going on there, Stephanie. And I mean, he's, he's once again, he's talking about all these different animals and, and how he mm-hmm. takes care of them, <clears throat> excuse me, from afar. And, uh, and, and he's going on. Now, is there anything sticking out to you toward the beginning there in 39 or anywhere through 39 that uh, you'd like to speak about? I don't know if there'd be anything in specific, specifically, except that God is making it very, very clear that not only did he create the world as a whole, he created the details. Yeah. He's, he's involved in the little nitty gritty details. And I think that's, um, I don't know, it's a powerful thing when you, you know, there's obviously some animals brought out here, like the unicorn, um, some animals that we perhaps don't have that have that have gone extinct. But God is making it very clear here, Job, I'm involved. I'm involved in every little aspect, even of the animals. Yeah. And again, this when I when you read through this, it leaves it leaves you humbled it leaves you feeling inadequate of understanding anything when the rubber meets the road because our god is truly beyond our comprehension and what he can do and what he does is beyond anything we can wrap our heads around yeah and and you know it just came to me too is we used to have a sign up where i worked years ago when i worked in dc and there was a little sign in the office that said little things matter you know, multiple little things add up to big things right. and make a difference. And, and, and God's involved with every detail. So in 39, for me, it's God's involved with every single detail of our lives. If he's so worried about eggs and whether or not someone's going to step on them and keeping them out of the way and providing the heat for them, if he's so worried about these things, then I guess, you know, this comes back to me over and over again. And, and what's coming to my mind or, 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 you know, what, what I'm giving place to here is that, man, we matter to God. Every little Amen. detail in our lives matter to God. Every little thing. So I wrote down last night, and again, folks, uh, uh, Wayne might get mad at me here, but I have questions I'm going to ask Stephanie, and we know what one of them is. But I wrote down some things, too, so I'm going to do this, too. I think God will help us through this exercise. So, Stephanie, the three worst things that happen in your life, you don't have to get into exactly what they are. We know what number one is, uh, so you don't have to cover that one. We know that uh, the martyrdom of your sweet husband. But if you could think of a couple other things, maybe not get into details, but but things that were really uh, hurtful in your life. And, and then I'll share a few and we can talk about how God would see that. Would you, would you like to share a couple things that happened in your life that were really difficult for you? Um, well, I think next to Charles' death, um, I think that finding out I had liver tumors would come in second place um, from a personal aspect of already being feeling at the end and then getting hit with that. That was definitely a very dark, dark, dark time. Um, yeah. When I, you know, now was just told by just the staying on that for a second. When you 
when you found out you had the liver tumors, and we've spoke on this in your testimony, and uh, but when you found out you had the liver tumors, what what was your prayer to God? I mean, how did you, what what did you, I mean, what did you, where did you go? I guess I'm having a hard time asking you questions this morning, but where did, how did you go? Because I guess people, I guess what I'm asking, and I'm thinking what people who are listening are thinking, uh, when something like that happens, how do you go to God? How do you, how do you approach that? I honestly don't even remember praying at that point. Um, I remember you praying with me and I remember, um, maybe in my heart, I was just crying out to God for help. Um, but I don't know that there was a lot of words at that point, as far as I didn't even know what to say to God then. Um, and then my prayer became, God, I'm going to cling to the hem of your garment until you, until you heal me. Because I knew if I gave up, I was giving up completely. Um, at that point, you know, I was already dealing with the temptation to give up after Charles' death. And then the liver tumor just made that, seemed to concrete that hopeless feeling. And God so clearly brought that picture of the woman who came to Jesus and touched them of his garment. And, um, and I remember clearly the morning of the PET scans and MRIs and all of that saying, God, I'm clinging to the hem of your garment and I'm not letting go. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I think, I think those two times would definitely hit the, hit, hit the top. Um, you want three, no, no let's, stop. let's stop. Let's let's continue to talk because I think there's a, I think there's an application here for, uh, for people who are going through things like this. I think I think that's what that's why we're here in this podcast now. So, uh, and and so I want to say would, narcissism would be my third, um, which covers way more than one specific event. Okay, but um, I want to I want to stop on on the tumors for a minute. I want to go to narcissism with you because we've all been hurt by that. But I want to go back to the people who are out there and they're finding out medical tests and they're yeah. they're going through things and they're in a they're in a tough place and they're uh, they're hurting and and so the process just to catch everybody up because I want to bring Stephanie to the PET scan and in, uh, in just a minute. So the process was Stephanie was having a lot of pain and for those of you with PTSD, you know that one of the things that PTSD can cause is pain. Uh, there, there's a good percentage of people who, who go through pain with PTSD and they can't find it hooked to anything. It's almost like a fibromyalgia pain, but different places. In some, in some cases, people say more severe. So people have had both fibromyalgia pain and PTSD pain, you know. Uh, but so Stephanie gets the news. She calls her dad. She calls me, uh, some friends. You know, we pray about that. She uh, she doesn't remember praying right in the beginning, but certainly her life had turned prayerful. I remember praying with her. Debbie remembers praying with her. And so I guess, folks, that when that time comes, get on the phone with your dear friends and pastors and, and pray with them and, and have people. And, and that's kind of what I was getting at, Stephanie, is having people that folks can go to. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, doesn't it make a difference to be able to pick up the phone and call people? Yeah, um, and I think, you know, when I think back to that day, um, my dad was in the middle of a Bible conference, and um, 
you know, I'm, I know he told me when he hung up with me, um, you know, the place where he was, the Bible conference, that place became a prayer meeting. Yeah. And um, they were praying. And but at that point, I seriously was suicidal. Mm. Um, I was the most suicidal I had ever been that day. And that's and, where we um, don't. That's where we don't go. And, and yeah. Stephanie was was in the right place to call me and to, you know, to deal with God with being suicidal and, you know, just knowing God's power here from chapter thirty nine and yeah. how God can get us through things and and that really helped Stephanie and and so well and having you too call you know and that's where. Um, being a friend to someone who's in the midst of pain is huge because you literally can be the difference between life and death for them. So you need, so the recommendation, I guess, Stephanie, and, uh, uh, is people need a go-to person and that go-to person, maybe your pastor or your pastor's wife. You need those people in your life. Mm -hmm. you, you just need those people in your life. So I want to take you to the pet scan and the euphoric end, and then we'll go into the narcissism thing. Cause we've both been down that road, but but the, getting the PET scan, I mean, what are you thinking when you're uh, you're inside that tube or, you know, you're getting that uh, that scan of your body? What's what's going through your mind? I know you're there and, and your dear friend Rhonda's there. I know Debbie's there. I know you're there. What are you thinking all that day? Are you thinking that, man, I'm getting surgery? I mean, what's going through your mind? Yeah, um, I had no I had no hope going in. Um, when we headed to the cancer treatment center, I honestly had no hope that I did not have cancer. Um, and I remember the early in the morning, and of course it was on a Tuesday. At that point, Tuesdays were still horrific in the sense of I would wake up early in the morning with flashbacks every single Tuesday morning. That was my body clock. And... Um, I remember waking up early that morning and looking out. The moon was was high in the sky, looking out the hotel window and dealing, you know, with with this hurricane of thoughts that were going in my head and Yeah. While I was laying there, God brought two stories from his word to my mind. One was the one of when Jesus was walking on the water and the disciples thought they were gonna drown. And um, Peter said, Lord, if it be you, if it's really you, tell me to come to you on the water. Yeah. And Jesus said, come. And Peter got out of that boat and was willing to trust Jesus. Yeah. To do something that no, no human could do. And that was cause him to walk on the water. And the Lord brought that story to mind and said, are you willing to get out of the boat, Stephanie? you're sinking anyway. Yeah. So are you willing to get out of the boat and walk to me Yeah, and come to me? And, um, I thought of the verse in Matthew eleven twenty eight: come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. And I just could, you know, it was like the Lord was talking to me. And so I said, Lord, I will, I will get out of the boat and I will walk to you by faith. And, the Lord brought to mind the, like I said, the story of the woman who came to Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. Yeah. And, um, and just to, just to catch everybody up at this point. So Stephanie started getting on, a, a, a in her mind back then, uh, this idea of touch the hem of his garment, which would later, we'll explain this song to you later, uh, on another day. But, uh, 
she started texting back and forth with me. And from that, you can find this song on YouTube, Touch the Hem of the Garment, Stephanie Weiss, and Family. And uh, that was birthed in Stephanie's mind by God. And she allowed me to write some words with her. But I'm telling you, that's, uh, that's really a good idea. So, so you got to the point. So your two things you're thinking of, uh, you just covered, mm -hmm. right? Touch the hem of his garment yep. and uh, walking on water. And yep. then you finish the PET scan and get the great news. And, and I, mm -hmm. I think that's pretty euphoric at that point. It's probably better than anything you could have imagined which was you don't yeah. have cancer, you have tumors, we got to watch them, but you don't have mm -hmm. cancer. And, 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 and just to update you folks, Stephanie's been back to the Cancer Treatment Center on several occasions now, and she's, when's your next trip up there, like a year from now or? Uh, no, it'll be beginning of next year. Beginning like of February next year. of next year. Yeah, so, so that's all good. Now I want to, we, we've only got a couple minutes left to cover this hard thing on narcissism. And so explain what narcissism did to you and your family uh, and how that was a challenge you went through. So, um, yeah, you, I think for me, I did not, I had never heard the term narcissism. Um, and unfortunately, because narcissism has been accepted, and this is to our shame, but it has been accepted as normal and it's been excused as, um, you know, personality trait or whatever the case is. Um, it's been brushed under the rug and it's been excused by people and hence narcissists have gotten away with murder. Um, but I dealt with narcissism um, from about the time I was 19 in a very heavy way. Um, and... I was not prepared for it. I did not see it coming. And it, you know, now when I look back, I'm going to go, why, why did nah. I not wake up then? Um, but you don't when you're in the midst of it. And narcissists have a way of, um, we call it gaslighting. Gaslighting you where you just, they build you up to tear you down. Yeah. So and that's the cycle I lived with for many, 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 many years. And by the time I started doing counseling with you, it had left me feeling like a piece of trash on multiple levels. And, um, you know, there's still things there that I have to deal with because of that. And that's okay. God's grace is sufficient and he gives healing and he gives confidence in who he is. But, um, narcissism was, um, it's an abuse level that is evil. And um, it tears you I, down. You know, it tears you. It does. It, it destroys. It destroys a person. Yeah, and every just, bit as much as physical abuse. <laughs> yeah. So just as just as a reference here, gaslighting came from a movie by the same name. Uh, I think Cary Grant was in it or something. Or anyway, it was an Alfred Hitchcock movie, and essentially the man was trying to drive his wife crazy in the movie, and he kept turning down the gas lights in the house. And telling her, no, it's as bright in here as it's ever been to change her norms, to make her react and think she's going crazy, to think she's wrong. So gaslighting an individual through narcissism is trying to reprogram your minds and things of that nature. Yeah. And constantly, Which done. Yeah, yeah, constantly saying things like, well, uh, you know, your family's messed up. This is messed up. That's messed yeah. up. And I, folks, I know we're running a little late on time. We're going to get back to this 
tomorrow morning, but look out for that in your life. And the reason I had Stephanie bring these up and the reason we after we covered 39, because 30, chapter 39, God is very clear that he's in every single little detail. So someone, if something's in your life that's causing you great pain, maybe it's health-wise, maybe it's something like that, maybe you're coming out of something terrible, maybe you're going into something terrible, just know that God's in every detail. And if you're in a narcissistic relationship with anybody in any level, uh, you need to understand that you can't win in that relationship until the narcissist gets saved and understands what they're doing. And some, I know some people who are saved who are still narcissistic knuckleheads. But listen, we yeah. do love you folks. And I, I think the most important, what's the most important thing to us, Stephanie, on this podcast? Oh, is this your new question? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we pray that any person who listens would come away knowing 100% sure that they know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And that's where we're going, folks. Take a minute and listen to this. There's nothing more important than this. We sure do love you, folks. And thank you for allowing us to share God's word with you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believing in a heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at Wounded Spirits dot com.